It's not a product, it's a technology. It's an education challenge. A regenerative suspension? There will be a growing demand for industrial photovoltaics. Pumped hydro. Innovation in the financing space. The high-speed train is in all our interests. All political lines. Australia is a solar paradise. The market is moving much faster than that. You've got something that's transformational. Solar window in a can. Beyond Zero. Global warming science, solutions and action. Taking it to a do-it-yourself level. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Beyond Zero show. We're coming to you from the studios of 3CR Melbourne, syndicated around Australia on the Community Radio Network, and podcast on the internet at 3cr.org.au. Previous episodes of the show are now also available on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe and rate us to help others find the shows. My name is Kira Rundle, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Natalie Bucknell. Hi, Kira. Hi, listeners. This year, we've spoken to many experts in the waste management industry, from turning plastics into usable petrol for cars to building solar farms on top of filled landfill sites. But all of this talk about ways to deal with waste has got us thinking about how we can reduce or even eliminate our waste to begin with. Joining us today is Anne-Marie Bono, known as the Zero Waste Chef by her 150,000 followers on Instagram. After deciding to go plastic-free in 2011, Anne-Marie's daughter started a blog in her name as the Zero Waste Chef, where she shares her tips and ideas for reducing household waste. Gradually, this plastic-free lifestyle transitioned to being waste-free. Today, Anne-Marie will be joining us via telephone from the San Francisco Bay Area, where she works as a senior editor for a small publisher, runs her blog, and informs her Instagram community of ways they can reduce their own household waste. Hi, Anne-Marie. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Kira. Hi, Natalie. Thanks for having me. So let's start off with hearing a little bit more about your own personal journey. What led you to strive to drastically reduce your household waste? Well, actually, it has an Australian connection. So I had been reading about plastic pollution in the oceans, and the plastiki grabbed my attention. That was a catamaran built out of thousands of plastic bottles and other waste materials, and it sailed from the San Francisco Bay to Sydney in order to raise awareness of plastic pollution and so that caught my attention and I started reading about the devastating effects of plastic in our oceans and on the wildlife and I was so horrified and I remember telling my older daughter we have to get off of plastic I just don't want to be a part of this and we have to stop using it and I had no idea where to begin I remember standing at in the bathroom tissue aisle at the grocery store with my daughter and trying to buy bathroom tissue and I looked at her and said how are we ever going to do this? But then gradually, you know, we made little changes and one step at a time and we're able to do it. That's So that's how it started. Yeah, that's that's such a great story. I think um, later I want to get more into the tips and tricks because I know I've been in that same situation as well where you find yourself in these situations that seem impossible um, to avoid plastic in. One thing before we get into that though is that you did mention on your blog that you haven't been able to go completely waste-free in the kitchen. So what are some of the areas that you're still looking to improve on? I'd say I've gone as waste-free as possible, but like my younger daughter says, the only true way to be zero waste is to be dead. <laughs> Just, I mean, I'm going to produce waste. So when I shop at the bulk bins, for example... And I fill up my jars, my containers. I don't bring home any waste. But 
the food comes to the bulk store in packages. So indirectly, you know, I'm contributing mm -hmm. to that. I just don't see it. So, you know, I think we all, we all produce waste. We may just not see it. Mm -hmm. So in my own kitchen, I don't produce any waste to speak of. I mean, let's see, the milk bottles do have little plastic rings on them. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the supply chain, there's a lot of waste in the supply chain that we don't see. So that's the, that's the type of waste I'm talking mm -hmm. about when I, when I say like, you know, I'm not a hundred percent waste free Yeah. Okay. until I get a farm, until I get a farm <laughs> and a cow and grow my wheat to grind for the flour for my bread, you know, I'm going to produce waste, but much, much less than if I bought everything in a package at the store. Mm-hmm. How, how does it work for products such as meat? Well, so we don't eat that much meat, but um, you can take a container to the store. So it depends on the store. Take a container to the store and ask the butcher to put the meat directly in the container. Fantastic. And here, at, there's a store, Whole Foods. They'll do that, no problem. The, uh, the first time I tried it, though, I'm wow, were they ever confused? The guy <laughs> yeah. who waited on me and I looked up my kid and my kids were so embarrassed mm -hmm. I pulled out the tin and I said will you please put the meat in here and the butcher looked at me like I was insane and he said well I, I don't know to go get the manager I mean it's such a request please put the food here yep but anyway he went and got the manager and the manager came out and said oh sure we can do that and now when I go they actually thank me Mm -hmm. They'll say, oh, thank you for doing this. So that's a big change. I've noticed a huge change since we started in 2011. People are more open to it now. That's something I've noticed as well. I think so I've um, for many years had my own coffee cup. Uh, even before moving to Australia, when I was still living in the U.S., I had a, a coffee cup. And I remember back then go you couldn't just go into any coffee shop. I think only Starbucks would actually let you bring an external cup to be refilled. Um, and any of the other stores would say they have some kind of regulation about um, health and safety to not let people bring their containers into the store or take them behind the counter to fill them up. And here in Australia and Melbourne, we actually now have lots and lots of coffee shops offering discounts if you bring in your own coffee mug instead of um, using a takeaway cup. So I think there's definitely been a really large shift that's taking place, especially in the, the food and beverage industry in recent years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it needs to happen big time mm. in the food and beverage industry. There's so much waste. Anne-Marie, when I, when I think about going waste-free, uh, I think about using, you're replacing a lot of the packaging with like plastic containers, um, but are you trying to actually go plastic free, so move away from even reusable plastic? Yeah, I, I don't have any reusable plastic either, but I think the goal is no new plastic. So I do have one old Tupperware container still from the old days. Yes. But, uh, you know, my diet consists mostly of whole foods now, or I guess only pretty much whole foods. So vegetables, fresh vegetables, fresh fruit, um, legumes, nuts, seeds, whole grains. So, and those things all happen to be easy to get, at least here, without packaging. I just take my containers to the bulk bins to get whatever 
wheat berries or rice. And then at the farmer's market, I have my cloth produce bags. And at the farmer's market, there's no plastic hardly to speak of. Everything's just loose in bins. So I just put the vegetables in my cloth bags and buy it that way. So my diet has really improved since I started this, which I had no idea would happen. But after a couple of weeks, when we first started, I realized, oh, I'm not eating processed food anymore. I'm yeah. eating all these vegetables. So it's very so interesting that, that, huge yeah, that, that your move away from disposable plastics has also moved you towards healthier diet and also in terms yeah. of emissions, which we're very interested in on this show, you've probably reduced the emissions that are resulting from your diet from both the plastic production but also in terms of, you know, you're eating more foods that are lower in emissions as well. Yep, yep. I eat lower on the food chain now. Uh, I eat I eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of fruit, and um, the food's delicious too. It's not mm-hmm. about deprivation. My the food I eat is much more delicious now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely we have lowered emissions because we eat lower on the food chain. We eat locally. The food I buy is local, especially from the farmers market. It's you know super local. So that yeah, there there are so many benefits. To living this way, which I had no idea. I just wanted to get off of plastic and try and unsee those images of animals struggling mm. in the ocean. Yeah. You know, entangled and it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. So also in terms of the containers that you use to fill the containers that you fill up at the farmer's market or in the bulk bins, I noticed on Instagram that you post a lot of empty glass jars. So I guess this is another form of reduce reuse recycle is if you do buy something in a glass jar you can just keep that jar instead of putting it in the recycling bin and then use it again to refill many many more times oh yeah 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 keep all of your jars if you're starting out start to hoard jars you'll you'll use them for all sorts of things you can fill up food at the bulk bins you can store leftovers in the refrigerator and then you see at a glance what you have in there because you can see in the glass so that reduces your food waste, which, you know, food waste is, uh, well, it releases methane gas when it breaks down in a landfill because it's compacted in there. And, and so with no oxygen, the anaerobic bacteria break it down and that releases methane gas. So food waste is really terrible. Mm-hmm. So there's that, um, you know, when you store in glass, you, you reduce less food. You can freeze food in glass. So I use wide mouth jars and then I can see at a glance what I have in the freezer. I take my lunches to work in my jars. I fill up in the bulk bins, at the bulk bins with jars. So I have tons, I have tons of jars. Sounds like you can't have enough jars. I can't have enough jars. (laughs) And my daughter, my younger daughter is going away to school next year. So she's going to take some of the jars with her. So I'll just, um, people give me jars all the time too. (laughs) They're a very handy resource. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Marie, just as a, as a mother with four children and part-time work and a number of volunteer commitments and external family commitments, a, a big item that jumps out at me is the, the time involved in taking alternative measures or a, adapting to a different way of dealing with food and, and waste. Can you give us some tips on how you've managed that transition? Yeah, I'd say that 
the time, the time is probably the biggest hurdle. People often think that this is a really expensive lifestyle and it's not, it's frugal, but it can be more time consuming. So I tell people, I don't cook uh, a new dish from scratch every night because who has time for that? So everything has to kind of become something else. At the end of the week, I'll look at what vegetables are left and I'll take all of those and I'll make maybe a giant vat of soup. And then I can freeze some of that and use it later. All of the little bits and pieces from the vegetables that I chop for that can become vegetable broth. And then I can use that vegetable broth in another dish. We eat a lot of beans and legumes. So when I cook those, I use a pressure cooker, which is life-changing. It cooks soaked beans in minutes. And they're delicious. They taste so much better than canned beans. So I'll make a giant vat of beans when I'm cooking beans anyway. And then I'll freeze the beans, some of them to use later. I'll use the cooking broth from the beans in soup. Um, If I make, let's say I make almond milk, I'll save the pulp and then I'll use that to make, I'll add add some of it to a topping for apple crumble and then the peels and the cores from the apples and the apple crumble can become vinegar and then the vinegar can go into salad dressing. So (laughs) I try to have something on the go. Like I always have something fermenting on the counter or something sulking on the counter. I have something in the fridge that can become something else. And also if you can get your family involved because you know, it's, it's really hard here in the U S and I imagine Australia is similar. Women still do the majority of the, of the work in the home, even if they work outside the home, something like, I don't know, I'd have to look up the number. I might be wrong, but it's, it's pretty high. It's like, they do 75, we do 75% of the unpaid work at home. So I think getting the kids involved is, is, is a part of it. And I mean, mitigating climate change, everybody's got to be on board. And that way you're educating the children at the same time, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, my, so my, I have two kids, my older daughter, she went to university in Canada. Uh, We're Canadian, but we live in the U S and you know, she knew how to cook and her roommates were all amazed because she could make something <laughs> like a stir fry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and she ate really well all through university. She didn't have a lot of money, but she ate really well. And now my younger daughter's going to university in Montreal next year. And um, it'll be the same, you know, she knows how to feed herself. It's so mm-hmm. important. And a lot of this waste comes from, I mean, convenience foods. Or we, we've just, I don't know which came first, the convenience foods or the lack of skills and the necessity for convenience foods, but they kind of feed on each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've found that since I started this, I've, I've learned some skills and those are really going to be beneficial in the future. Mm-hmm. And the more people can rely on themselves, the better off we'll be. Yes. If you've just tuned in, we're talking to Anne-Marie, the Zero Waste Chef. I want to pick up on what we were just talking about, where you're talking about learning new skills. Um, One of the things that I actually started doing since following you on Instagram is I started my own sourdough starter. um, And I started baking bread. I actually baked a loaf this morning. Oh, great. 
three months ago, if you would have asked me, I would have said there's no way I would ever get into bread baking. It just wasn't on my radar. Um, but it's actually so rewarding to make your own food at home. Not only does it save you money, but it's also a way to connect more with the food that you're eating and also learn more about where food comes from. So can you tell us a little bit more about the different things that you used to maybe buy before and that you now really are focusing on making at home? Well, so the sourdough bread, sourdough everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I started baking bread when my older daughter was born. My mother-in-law taught me how to bake it with baker's yeast. And after she showed me how to do it, we ate the bread. She said, but a real baker uses yeast that's in the air. And I thought, well, that's crazy. You can't do that. And I wish I had looked into it more. But uh, eventually, I started making sourdough bread. And um, yeah, that's, I, I'm, it never fails to amaze me. I've been making it for, oh, I don't know, five years now, maybe. Never fails to amaze me that I get this gorgeous, delicious, <laughs> nutritious bread from flour, water, and salt mm -hmm. from three ingredients. So yeah, that was a skill I've developed. I've started sewing. Well, I mean, I, I've known how to sew since middle school. And I'm using, use those skills. I, I can remember some of the things we you know, learned in class. So I uh, sew a lot of cloth produce bags, and I now have this group of other sewers. We get together and we make the produce bags, and then they give them away at the farmer's market. And I've taught a bunch of people how to sew. Hmm. So uh, I don't know. I, that's a skill I already had, but I guess I've, uh, I've put it to good use. And this produce um, bag initiative, you've also started an online community that's spreading this initiative all over the globe, right? Yeah, yeah, trying to. So, um, yeah, I tell people, send me your, uh, you know, the name of your city and your contact information. I'll add you to my map of produce bag makers. And, yeah, I started that in maybe at the end of October, the map. I mean, my sewing group started that over a year ago. And uh, the first time we got together, we had maybe eight bags left at the end of the session. The, everyone's machine was acting up, and we didn't know what size to make them. And I looked at one of the women and I, at the end, and I said, how are we ever going to do this? <laughs> this is just like when I was in the bathroom tissue aisle with my daughter. And, um, and then now we're like a, a well-oiled machine, and we're just cranking out the bags. And so, yeah, I, I started this map, and people have told me that they've, They've found other people through the map to uh, to join their sewing groups. And the city of Seattle, north of me, they contacted me and they said, hey, um, we want to give booths to people at our farmer's market so they can sew bags to give away on the spot. Do you know of anyone? And wow. I said, yeah, there are people on my map. <laughs> and so I, like, go contact them. So that was pretty cool. I wish our farmer's market would give us a booth. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I do have a, a booth I can I can go to at the at the one farmer's market every three months. But I, I have nowhere to plug in my machine. Um, so yeah, no, that's a that's a very very cool initiative. I really like that. We're just running a bit yeah. short on time, so there are two more topics I wanted to cover. Okay. Uh, the first is talking about food waste. So you have some really good ideas in your blog for how you can reduce food waste. For example frying up potato skins instead of just um, peeling potatoes and then throwing the, the skins away. Do you have maybe two or three more quick ideas that our listeners could start to implement in their kitchen? Well, uh, the one really big thing I would say 
is to shop your shop your refrigerator and pantry first before you buy anything and then use what you find to make your next dish so that way you won't go out and buy more food and you'll use up the food you have on hand and i this is opposite to the way i think most of us cook mm-hmm. i think most people they look for a recipe online that looks yummy and they write down the ingredients they go to the store they buy the ingredients then they make the dish. They have the leftovers and they have all of the little bits and pieces of food that they prepped to make the dish. And so if you do that, you know, a few nights a week, you're going to have a ton of leftovers and a ton of little bits of this and that. So instead, look at what you have and use that to come up with a dish. And it's much more fun. It's, it's It's more fun to cook this way. You get more creative and, you know, you taste as you go. And as you do this more, you'll you'll gain confidence in the kitchen. And so easily adaptable recipes are things like soup or frittata and quiche, um, pizza. Like who says you can only have tomato sauce and cheese on a pizza? You can put <laughs> pesto. You can put all sorts of vegetables. Um, hand pies. Hand pies are good. You can fill pastry with all sorts of stuff. Stew, chili. You know, just put all sorts of things in in that. Mm-hmm. Roasted vegetables, if you have some vegetables that you need to eat quickly, just roast them in olive oil. Toss them in olive oil and salt and pepper. And, and then you can use those and throw those in a frittata if you have leftover roasted vegetables. Or fill a galette with the roasted vegetables. And um, it's I, the way I cook now, it's much more fun than the way I used to cook. And I save a ton of money. Well, that actually touches on the second issue that I really wanted to cover before we go, which is that I think a lot of people think that transitioning away from prepackaged food means that you're going to be spending more money. But is this, have you found that this waste-free lifestyle has actually cost you more in the long run or less? No, absolutely not. It, It has not cost more. It costs much less. So I like to tell people it's a package deal. The ingredients I do buy, some of them cost more. Milk in glass bottles cost more than milk in plastic jugs. But overall, I, I spend much less on money, uh, sorry, much less on food because I do eat lower on the food chain. I use up everything I buy. The average Amer- sorry, the average family of four in the US throws out $1,500 a year of food. Wow. And we don't throw out anything. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. I mean, you may as well just throw a bag of your groceries in the dumpster on on your way out of the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah, I eat at home more. I don't eat out very much. So overall, I I definitely save money. It's, it's, It's way cheaper. And I can make a dish out of nothing. If I have an onion and a couple of vegetables and some grains, maybe some leftover protein. You know, I can I can make a dish out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think another aspect, apart from just the food, would be that I know that you post a lot when people just leave stuff on the side of the road. Uh, and this is something mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have thought um, to look at or even, you know, consider using. But since I've 
tried cutting back on my own personal waste, I've just looked a lot more at buying things secondhand um, or getting things from my friends that I know they're not using anymore. And I've found that that has just saved such a significant amount of money. Um, I think a lot of people's mentality is that new is always better. And that was definitely my mentality in the past as well. And I always wanted the shiny new appliance. Um, But actually, I think it's much more rewarding when you can repurpose something that you already have or something that someone isn't using anymore. Um, And that, of course, saves you money as well. Yeah, I always wanted shiny and new also before I started this. And now uh, it's crazy. I live in Silicon Valley. Uh, Google is just, you know, down the road. It's not far from me. And so people are very affluent here. And it's crazy the stuff they throw out. The things I find on the side of the road, mm-hmm. it's it's insane. I once found a 65-inch flat-screen TV in in a box, <laughs> and it just had a sign on free. Wow. So, yeah, I couldn't fit it on my bike. I was going to <laughs> On that note, um, unfortunately, we've run out of time. So would you just be able to tell our listeners where they can find out more about you? Oh, sure. Uh, so I have a blog. It's zerowastechef.com with the zero spelled out. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and it's also at Zero Waste Chef. Thank you so much for your time today, Anne-Marie. We've been speaking to Anne-Marie, oh, the Zero Waste Chef. <laughs> the Beyond Zero show is brought to you by the climate change solutions think tank Beyond Zero Emissions and is recorded in the studios of 3CR Melbourne and syndicated around Australia on the Community Radio Network. Previous episodes of the show are available on iTunes and Stitcher. Please subscribe to help others find the show. If you enjoy the program and can donate to help cover airtime costs and keep us on the air, please go to the BZD website and click on the donate button. Thanks for listening and we look forward to you joining us again next week. Beyond Zero Emissions is an internationally recognised climate solutions think tank that is focused on solutions, not problems. Become part of the solution by becoming a monthly base load supporter. Go to www.bze.org.au to find out more. bze.org.au You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.